well. Welcome to No Thanks But Yes, this Freedom From Addiction podcast, chill conversations with splendid people who've overcome a chaotic relationship with substances and are now thriving in recovery and doing really cool things and stuff. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the first thing we do on this podcast is we introduce ourselves. And uh, who are you? (laughs) So my name is Amber Lavin, and I'm in recovery. And I've been sober. Actually, I just celebrated uh, 15 years um, on the 10th. Um, Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm a mother and an educator and a life coach, relationship coach more recently. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of dig that. uh, I kind of dig that angle, that niche, that specialization. I saw the event that you had recently. I shared that with, with my, with Jill, my wife, you know, and uh, sounds exciting. It does. Well, cool. Well, welcome. Welcome. This is unique. Um, (laughs) We have a unique relationship. Uh, You are my niece. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Don. (laughs) Uncle Don. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Well, maybe we'll get into that a little bit, a little bit later. Okay, cool. Well, um, welcome. So you say you're in recovery and Mm -hmm. we ask everyone on the show, what does that mean to you? Because this um, this series really features many pathways and perceptions and experiences of freedom from from that relationship. So, tell us about yours. Yeah, thanks for asking that, and I appreciate I value that you asked that and reframe that. Um, so, for me personally, I've been abstinent from drugs and alcohol for that period of time. Um, I've been really active in twelve step programs that entire period. Um, That's what my sobriety has looked like. Um, I've also created a spiritual life from that that's been kind of ambiguous in a lot of ways, but um, it's included meditation and deep dive work in therapy. Um, But but mostly it's been through 12-step program. That's where I began. That's where my journey started. Um, and I'm still very active there. So right on. So 12-step foundation, the door was open. You came in. It has led to a deepening of, of uh whole wellness and 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 accessing professional services and relationships and finding purpose and up until today. <laughs> yes. Up until today. Oh, I want to hear so much more about it. Well, <laughs> talking about purpose and direction and where this 15-year journey has led you. Um, let's talk about what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, a few years ago, I had a baby and I wanted to do something different. And I was a teacher and I all my friends are therapists and one of my friends was like, you should be a coach. And it was terrified me, which knew that was <laughs> important. 
Um, and I'm someone who's really reserved and kind of internal. So to think about um, putting myself out there like that took a lot of courage on my part. And so over the past three years, I've built a coaching business and um, first and still I kind of do neurodivergent coaching, but here recently in the past year, I've been doing um, relationship coaching and focusing on um, mindfulness and relationships and specifically working with women to reframe past experiences so that they can have healthy partnerships. Oh, I, I, um, I'm fond of the word reframe. It's, it's something that that's not a time machine, but it's some exercise of the mind that, that may turn something that's, um, a liability or a struggle or a challenge into potentially a, an illumination, a strength or whatever. Tell, tell me, tell me a little bit more about what you're, what you intend to, what you're doing with, uh, and you're saying with, um, uh, you're working with, with uh, people who identify as women in, in their relationships. Tell me what's up with that. Yeah. So I facilitate a support group, a six week support group. Um, and I facilitate that um, at least once a month. And that's been really popular. And I take women through a very specific uh, framework to help them dive deeper and untangle some stories and then create clarity for their relationships. And then um yeah, and then I work a lot with those women one-on-one um, in coaching to continue on that work and deepen the practice. Excellent, excellent. Relationships, relationships are where there's so much potential for, you know, uh, healing. There's so much potential for uh, for our past pain to manifest in in, in unhelpful or harmful ways. So. I think it's an incredible focus for you. What, first of all, kind of maybe what led you to um, an, an interest in in uh, working with uh, neurodivergence, and then transitioning into focusing in relationship stuff. If there's if there's something to say there. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the neurodivergence. Um, I have many family members who are on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum, and a part of my recovery included doing work in that area. Um, I became a teacher and I also realized in sobriety that I have ADHD and did a lot of stuff to support myself with that. Um, and so I just have a lot of education and experience and knowledge in that area. So initially when I started coaching, um, I offered that as a service. Um, and then as time went on, I just had this kind of tug at my heart to do uh, dating coaching and it sounded so cheesy <laughs> in a way um, and once I really fully stepped into it and now that I'm doing it it's um, been such a beautiful experience and the reason why that's such a, it's been an, a really important part of my journey and I think people in recovery can relate to once you get sober you just replace substances with the relationship and that's my story. Indeed. And so um, I reframed things and transformed my experience of romantic relationships. And I'm in a loving, securely attached relationship, which is kind of a miracle. Um, 
same, same. <laughs> so I want to share that with other people. Yeah. Um, relationships, they, 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 they give us something, something happens in the mind. I mean, there's a reason why it's potentially a, a, a fill in for our relationship with substances or other behaviors. Yeah. And, and you find a way to reframe that into uh yes, they do give us a little something, something. Here's how to, here's how to make it uh, a little healthier and more secure like you have now. That's cool. I'm, I'm in a relationship like that as well, but have not always been. <clears throat> and I'm de deeply grateful <laughs> that I am and often surprised <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of your uh, beloved partner, um, are, are you, uh, I know your husband, are you, are you working with him at all in this initiative? Yeah, we own our business together. Um, it's called True Nature Counseling and Coaching. You can look us up online. We're in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and right now we have future plans to do more stuff together, but right now we kind of consult and refer. So I'll refer people to him and he'll refer people to me. He's a licensed therapist. And a lot of the work he does is, um, trauma and EMDR. Um, so right now it's kind of a referral source for each other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Re when, when the need arises, referring to one another and with some, potential plans for turning that into a little something something yeah look Who knows? <laughs> that's exciting that is exciting yeah i was delighted to see this evolve uh with y'all and see i'm excited to see where it goes very cool so you're family person and uh, living in Asheville, coaching partnered with a with a therapist uh, a lovely man lovely children uh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, our story goes way back, way back. I actually lived with you while you were inside your mom. <laughs> I was experiencing a period of homelessness and your, your, your family took me in and it was, a it was a crowded little space. So you, you, uh, you came, you came into a, a busy and complicated world and, um, you've you've done incredibly well for sure <laughs> filled with euphemisms <laughs> a busy and complicated world <laughs> yeah you've done well you've done well Thank but you, you don't yeah we, you know i i think that um yeah that 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 reframe again <laughs> taking those past experiences that were beautiful and exactly what they needed to be, but maybe at times incredibly painful. Um, and helping my, you know, I just feel like my goal is to help people understand that they're so much more than that story and that they are the author and can create new things. Mm, I love it. Uh, one of the wisdoms from both of our 12 step cultures is this, um, this promise that we will, we will, we won't, we won't, we won't uh, obsess on the past, but we also won't shut the door on it. So it is part of us. What, and uh, so you actually are, you're, you're turning that into a uh, um, programmatic process for everyone, not just people in recovery. That's really cool. 
I love that. Sometimes I want to shut the door on my past. <laughs> I want to slam the door on it. Yeah. <laughs> Say, not today, Satan. <laughs> but you, you see it as a source of potential uh, strength and peace for people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk some more about that, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with that right now. Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, um, you know, and I think now more recently I've, you know, there's definitely like a digging of the hole that I think can happen in recovery where you keep trying to uncover and uncover. And then you're like, oh, I'm there. Like I'm already there. It's integrated. Um, but initially when you're first banging your head against the wall with anything, um, it's, it takes a lot of courage mm. to, um, step into reality of what's happened in the past and how you have the answers within yourself. Um, I like to tell people about, um, you know, play therapy for children, it's not anything because you can't like you can't really fix a, a young child, you can't tell them try this coping skill, <laughs> you kind of just let them play and they actually work it out on their own. If it's facilitated in a really beautiful way. And I think all humans are like that. We don't grow out of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's play. Oh. oh, Amber, I love that. Yes. Um, you know, I, I had much uh, history to dig into in the process of resolving my chaotic relationship with drugs and some behaviors. And, uh, and you know, that happens in a lay space in 12-step communities. And sometimes the com well-intentioned communities may be ill-prepared for that. And sometimes, you know, they're gifted at it, but uh, having professional options to, to, to help uh, shore up that experience is, um, is brilliant. Well, I think, and we've talked about this before, but I think it's important to mention if people have long-term sobriety and that 12 step is the 12 step programs are incredible. But for me personally, mm -hmm. it was like, um, like almost a formula of like, do this, do this, do this, and then your life's going to get better. And it's so true. Um, but over time it became an internal process where I knew all the behaviors, but I still kind of had a lot of, um, stuff that was happening inside that wasn't matching my outside. So doing that kind of work was really beneficial for me. Yeah. Yeah. Deepening one's recovery, uh, thriving in recovery. It's, it's, it's an important concept. I think in this podcast is, um, when I introduce myself to folks, I say I'm a person thriving in recovery from severe mental and substance use disorders, because an early recovery is 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 a, a nightmare. It really is. And then there's some language to shore it up that you know it's a trudge, it's it's not a veil of tears, but it is a veil of tears. And and I just I think it's so important that people in sustained recovery um, can talk about the joy that they are experiencing but not Pollyanna joy I mean you know life shows up but I don't know I have fun yeah and I found some peace and I kind of stumbled into that you know so oh. I, I dig that you're 
going about uh, helping folks to be deliberate about that. Yeah. Mm, very cool. Well, speaking of fun, what you do for fun? <laughs> hey, I know the, the last time I visited, we went out and had a little bit of chocolate together. And that was fun downtown, eating some chocolate, drinking some coffee and uh, talking about things and stuff. And I still remember that fondly as a wonderful moment too long ago. So tell me what you do for fun. That was a really sweet memory for me that I hold dearly. Um, and just healing in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a really super active person. Um, and we travel a lot. Me and my husband love to travel all over the world. Um, and we have a two-year-old. So right now, a lot of my fun consists of being in an imaginary spaceship, <laughs> doing rescues, um, so that's, that's most of my fun and just allowing that to happen and not trying to get in my own head. Um, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, man. <laughs> <laughs> they figured out a formula, right? You know it. Yeah. My grandson's obsessed. So yeah, what, what else? Uh, traveling, active, two-year-old, got you living in this world of imagination, letting it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, a big gift that's been given to me over time has just been really pursuing different passions. Um, I've gotten into herbalism recently doing this coaching thing and getting, uh, allowing those things to scare me and, but doing things that, where I feel drawn, um, to be like, Oh, I wonder about this thing um yoga I mean I'm a yoga uh, certified yoga teacher I just I I've done so many different things just because there's been this little tug of like oh I could try that even though it's a little scary yeah oh beautiful yeah a, a, a lot of folks come on here and talk about the joy of uh learning pursuing staying curious challenging succeeding failing but not dying <laughs> That's, I think that that's the key to an enhanced recovery is, uh, and it's actually the source of the name of the podcast. Uh, I, I um, struggled with the name for this show and uh, no thanks, but yes. And getting to that position of having the wherewithal to say no thanks to um, the solutions I had used before that were not sustainable and surprisingly finding myself saying yes to a whole lot of scary shit and it not killing me or it really you know taking my recovery to the next level so that's what you're doing that's beautiful i love i love the name of the podcast and <laughs> you know just that story reminds me of the first time i ever like told my told my story at a meeting and i th i literally thought i was i mean i told people like i will probably have a heart attack um, and so just thinking about that moment and where I'm at now, where I'm like doing really uncomfortable things um, and just watching you and everything you're doing, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, you, you were, you were, you were a very shy and demure and probably, um, you know, insecure, but, and, but you have 
courageously grown into being such such a um, well-spoken, articulate expressor of complex ideas and emotions. And I think that really invites people in to uh, a common experience. It's, it's hard to express what we've been through and throw a little hope into it. And I think you do that well. Thanks. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> that's my thing. That's my thing and a bag of chips. And Asheville's a good place to um, explore and stretch and seek new ideas and wellness and wholeness. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff happening here. Um, experimental, experiential things. Um, mm-hmm. It's really fun. For sure. Well, all right. We talked about everything we were supposed to talk about. <clears throat> um, is there any uh, final message that you want to hit people with um, on here? What's your final message? Um, my final message is embrace where you are. It's exactly where you need to be. And you have all the answers within you. Embrace where you are. You are where you are. You have inside <laughs> you what you what you need. And well, oh, what a treat. Um, it's it's yeah. it's been good to to get uh, to get back together with you. It's been too long. Yeah, I feel really good this morning. Mm, mm, same, same.